Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Strive for Strength podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Strample, otherwise known as Fears to Fit, and I am a fitness and business enthusiast, and I'm bringing you the stories of not only myself, but other incredible human beings to help educate you on all things personal development, business, health, and mindset, so that as millennials, we can mobilize our generation and rise. So before we hop into today's episode, I have some really exciting news for you guys. I have finally taken the initiative and launched my coaching academy, Elevate Coaching Academy. This academy is going to be for people who are looking to really expand and make a scalable online fitness coaching business. My job is really to help you just infrastructure the inside of your business so that you can really give your clients the best experience and not have to deal with so much overwhelm on your own. I've done this for the past two years and I'm taking all the mistakes that I've made and truly just helping other online coaches avoid them and do them way, way better so that they can have a thriving business and truly just enjoy their lives while still doing what they love and serving the hell out of people. So if this sounds like something that you absolutely need in your life, we have very select spots. We're only taking 12 people on for Elevate. We start March 26th and you can go ahead and apply down in the link in the description box if you guys are interested. On top of that, another really cool resource that I've been giving to a lot of online coaches, which I would love for you to check out as well if you're listening to this, is great ad. You know that link in your bio that you put in Instagram and you're like, oh gosh, I can't decide what I want to put in there. There's just so many things. Great ad basically condenses all the links into one place. It looks super professional and your customers can leave reviews and it also kind of works like a Venmo app too, which is really cool. So if you want to exchange pay on there, that's also available as well. So if you guys want to check out great ad, I'll also put that down in the description box below. But with all that being said now, let us hop into today's episode. I am so excited. Let's do it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Strive for Strength podcast. So I'm super excited because I have such a beautiful soul on the podcast today. Her name is Catherine Nash. You guys might know her on Instagram as Mini But Mighty. So Catherine, welcome. Welcome. Glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah. yeah. I'm super excited. Before um, before we actually hopped onto this podcast, guys, me and Catherine were talking about how like-minded we are. So I'm really excited to see what kind of value she can provide and honestly just share her journey with you guys um, in this podcast. So yeah, Catherine, start off by telling us a little bit about who you are. Um, and I would love to hear a little more about how you got started on the journey that you're currently on with um, fitness and what that's kind of brought for you. So yeah, wherever you want to start. All right, great. So I am a 23 year old. Um, I am originally from Massachusetts and recently this past, not this past March, but last year in March, I was working my fifth job that year, um, saving up for grad school. You know, I was earning literally $4 an hour, going from job to job, literally saving pennies. And I just struggled. I struggled a lot because I had this end goal of starting this fitness business. You know, I've been into the business, uh, into fitness for years and years and years. And I just wanted to make a job out of it. But I had this, this very limited mindset where I thought I needed this degree in order to start a business. So that was my goal. I was trying to take the safe route. So I realized, you know, I had this vision deep down in me. You know, I feel like, you know, as a Christian, I feel like God was calling me to start this business, to just take a leap of faith. And I, you know, I I decided last year, last March, I decided to quit my job on the spot, quit my job, 
You know, this, this was actually one day at work. I was actually, I came home with $4 working all day, $4 in tips, you know, and I, I, you know, stepped into my car and I literally just started crying and I was like, all right, God, like, I think this is a sign. <laughs> I think this is a sign. $4 is pretty freaking pathetic. So I said, all right, you know, I'm going to do it. So I called my grad school and I told them I was no longer coming. You know, I told my work, I was like, I'm quitting my job. So I said, all right, well, now I'm, I'm, I'm in a position where I have to be all in. So I decided to just educate myself. You know, I got super into personal development and I just listened to podcasts, um, podcast after podcast, listening to audiobooks every second I could, you know, think of. And then from there, I just, you know, I, I released an eight week guide. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no business experience, but you know, just like Kendall being so young, like we're in this, you know, I, I was a college graduate, you know, we're, we're in this state where we're not, we don't have responsibilities. Like we don't have kids, you know, we have these, this opportunity now, this is the golden era. This is the time to really just go for it. So that's what I did. And I just said, you know what, the worst thing that can happen is that I'm broke temporarily. That's the worst thing that can happen. I just keep going. But you know, one of my core beliefs is that failure is impossible if you give up, right? So what do I have to do? I just have to keep going, going, going until I reach my goal, right? So that's what I did. And within, you know, the first program launch, it was a real big struggle. But, you know, I earned enough to pay off my debt, my student debt. And it was mind-bottling within one week. And I said, you know what? I'm going to use this money and I'm going to reinvest this in a coach. I'm telling you a lot right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it my life into like a short little story. So I took this money and I invested in a fitness coach, uh, not fitness coach, just kidding, a business <laughs> coach. And his name is Vince Salmani. And I just reinvested that. And although like, I know some of you might be thinking like, how can you be doing that? You have all this money to pay off your debt. How could you have the guts to do that? And in my mind, it was more so, you know, just like me quitting my job, you know, I had no evidence I would succeed, but I was in a position where I had to be all in. And that's the same thing with hiring my coach. It was me investing in myself. It was me saying, I have to be all in. I can't depend on him because there's no guarantee if I do, right? But there is a guarantee if I depend on myself. There is a guarantee if I know I have to be all in. From there, he's helped me, you know, expand my business. He's given me much more clarity and yeah, this all happened within the past year and things are just growing and yeah, that was a pretty, awesome. that was a pretty big it. intro. So. I love it. It's crazy, right? When we get on tangents and we start telling our stories, but every piece of it matters so much. Um, and there's so much that you touched on that I'm excited to expand upon in this podcast. So Catherine, for you, I know obviously um, you were in school and you are, you have a, a degree with nutrition, right? Right. Uh, okay, integrative cool. health sciences, the degree. Cool. Okay, cool. So um, when you started off in fitness, I know your journey kind of started in college and obviously that's where now has brought you to where you're at in your business. So can you tell us a little bit about really what started your entry into your own journey with fitness and what kind of mindset that brought for you? Right. So I, uh, years ago, back in 2010, I was diagnosed with scoliosis. So my spine was literally looked like a, like an S. It was very curvy and I dealt with a lot of pain. You know, I was 13 years old at the time 
and you know, as a gymnast, very passionate gymnast, had to get the surgery and it took me years to recover. You know, I could no longer continue gymnastics and you know, within the years after, I tried out for different sports teams and either got cut because I was horrible at the sports or I just dealt with a lot of pain. So I said, all right, well, what's my last resort? My last resort is to join a gym. So I decided to join a gym with my dad. This was when I was a junior or senior in high school. And of course, you know, just like most girls starting off, I was a cardio junk junkie. I would do 40 minutes of cardio, run to the corner, do a bunch of crunches. And, you know, I, I did solid three years of trial and error. You know, I didn't know what I was doing. I was following every fad diet. I was doing endless hours of cardio and I just wouldn't see results. So, you know, after that three years, I realized I'm like, all right, I had this decision. Okay. It's either I push myself and risk hurting my back for the results for changes or just stay where I am and stay in my discomfort and stay in this position where I'm just frustrated and annoyed that I'm not seeing changes. So of course I had to take that risk and I just got decided, screw it, whatever, I'm gonna do it. So I just day by day pushed myself, did a little more research, lifted heavier weights. And I just, to this day, I'm just, I can't remember when I had back pain. So now I use, you know, all of my struggles, all my situations to help women who have made the same mistakes. So it all turned out well. And like, you know, any struggle you go through, you can literally repurpose that for something better in the future. So that's that so funny. Yeah. I think it's so funny how literally um, how you jumped into your fitness journey is so similar to your journey with starting your business. Right. Yeah. So it's just a matter of like taking that leap. Right. And that's something I, it was so funny. I actually wanted to ask you about. So, you know, there are so many women and I'm sure you get this all of the time too, because you are, you know, a more top tier coach. I would say you do really well for yourself, especially being so young, um, being a female, like you're truly a role model to so many people, even myself included. So, you know, as far as it goes with the question that I know you get all the time, Catherine, because I think I get this, like, I get this more than fitness questions nowadays. Uh, but for you, the first step in really starting your online coaching business, what was the mindset behind that? And what was the first step that you really took for yourself? In terms of starting the, the business, you said. Yeah, so starting your business. Well, I, I just, I really, you know, I guess the thing for me was that I was, I was kind of on a, on a I was originally pre-physical therapy in college. I, you know, I took all the classes so that I can go into physical therapy school. And the thing is, is that, you know, I would put in my hours, you know, I would follow, uh, I, I just, I was never on fire for it. It never got me excited. I never wanted to talk about it. So then I decided, I'm like, okay, I took a step back and I'm like, all right, if there's one thing that I could do for the rest of my life that would make me happy, if I were to earn pennies, what would it be? And it was fitness and helping women, right? So I was like, all right, so maybe I'll get a career in that. So I decided to change my courses and, you know, go to grad school to become, to get my CSCS, which is the most certified trainer. And I realized I was looking online to see how much they made per year. And it was uh, not very encouraging. It was not very encouraging at all. And I was like, all right, well, you know, 
I, I want enough to support myself. And I had this bigger vision for myself. I was like, all right, I grew up with seven siblings. I have my parents who worked their butts off every single day. I need, I owe it to them. I owe it to them to pay them back. I owe it to them to provide for them. You know, I can't just think of myself. You know, if I were to earn so little money, I wouldn't have this extra money to give to others, to serve others on a deeper level. That makes sense. So, you know, over the years, I really developed my money mindset and thinking in abundance and saying, okay, I need money. I need more money so that I can give more, so that I can use that to make a bigger impact. So I started thinking bigger and I started thinking, okay, I, I, if there's one thing that I need to do to really make a bigger impact, what would it be? And it's to start a business. You know, that was, that was it. And I, that's just something that just fueled me and motivated me and it put me out and like, it made me passionate. And I was like, all right, well, if this is making me passionate, I have no idea where to start. I have no knowledge. I have no money, no mentors, but if this is what I have to do, then I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll figure out a way. And I'm sure that's how you started off too. That's how every entrepreneur starts off, right? Yeah. A lot of us start off in fear and a lot of us just don't know what they're doing, but that's the beautiful thing of being an entrepreneur is that like, it's, it's the fun part, not knowing yeah. you're doing literally yeah, like it's, I feel like you never really do know what's next either. So you just kind of roll with the punches. Right. Um, and I, I love, yeah, I love that you said that it's always just that leap of faith. Like so many people ask what is the first step and it's literally the call to action. It's literally you putting yourself out there. Right. And for us, we're so lucky nowadays. And like you said, it's, it's the golden age. Like it's the golden era of hello, like social media is freaking awesome. Like use it. Right. And for you, Catherine, in terms of starting off your social media, um, what were like your thought processes going through it? Cause I know for me, mine was like a literal diary. Um, and it just happened to start growing. So for you, like what was what was the thing that you really think made you grow that was obviously able to help you leverage creating a business with your social media? Well, I, well, when I first started my Instagram, I was originally a fashion page. Oh, wow. actually, I had no idea. What? <laughs> if you go back, I, I used to be K-Nash Couture. Oh my God. <laughs> it was That's oh incredible. <laughs> I love that. The thing is, is that I wanted to use this platform put it on my resume for grad school to set myself apart that was my soul that's awesome okay cool but the thing is is if you go back oh my god you would laugh like one of my posts was like this is sanguine for spring like it was oh my gosh I'm literally gonna go creep all the way back (laughs) (laughs) looking back I'm cringing I'm like I didn't know what to talk about I'm not serving anyone I'm not doing anything that's meaningful so I realized I'm like all right what if I transitioned this to fitness? Cause I was lifting. That was like my fourth year, you know, lifting weights. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. So I started just giving the advice of the mistakes that I made, talking about what I loved about fitness, showing my journey. And that just, you know, propelled everything forward. I just love sharing my journey and helping women not make the same mistakes. So eventually I'm like, huh, you know, why not make this a career? Right. Right. So that's, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. I, yeah. So tell me, what, what did you notice about yourself and your own journey as you started to grow on social media? Was there anything in particular that you noticed like with your own self-development, with anything that you kind of had go on in your business? Like what did growth on social media bring for you? Well, um, I think the biggest thing 
was self-awareness, yeah. self-awareness. So it, it made me realize that people pick up on everything. Yeah. People pick up on little things like your grammar. People pick up on a lot of, so it, it caused me to be very, very self-aware of like the words I'm saying, my tonality, how am I, am I showing up my best every day? And it's good because it forced me to constantly want to level up, to constantly want to be better, to constantly read more so that I can, you know, develop my character so that I can lead women. You know, I kind of saw it as like a position of influence, right? We're right. influencers. So I was like, all right, well, it's my responsibility to constantly grow because when I grow, I'm, I'm helping more people. You know what I mean? As I grow, the more people I can impact, right? So that was the biggest thing is like, you know, that and, you know, somehow it just, I guess putting myself out there, I, you know, I've mentioned before, I don't know, you know, if you've ever heard this on one of my posts or whatever, but public speaking used to be my biggest fear. And, you know, I've even mentioned this in posts years ago, that it was my biggest fear. And actually, if you were to watch my stories from it last year, even last year or the year before i would literally hide half of my face i would record like 15 seconds and then i would lead it yeah. and re-record that's the thing it was a gift because it kind of forced me to just do it just do it i knew it had to be done i knew you know anything's a skill that can be developed but social media was a gift because you know it's it, networking too meeting you meeting yeah, literally like-minded it is so it's so amazing yeah, so. that's awesome, and it's it's amazing the the opportunity now that social media can can bring to you. For me, I know it was a lot of personal development. Obviously, for both of us, it was creating a platform to also be able to inspire other women and you know create this business like both of us have. Um, and I wanted to dive a little bit deeper too into um, what you're currently kind of doing with your business, um, Catherine, because I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast in our audiences, a lot of them are online coaches, right? And so, um, for you with starting off in your business, um, I know that you were kind of big on the volume focusing on like releasing your guides and everything like that. So, um, for you in terms of like a value ladder, what are the different types of coaching or, kind of offers that you that you give out that you feel have helped you be able to scale your business? Good question. I decided to either go from one route. I'm kind of, I don't know if you read the book, The One Thing. I haven't. But, oh, you should definitely read it. But pretty much it says that it's kind of just like multitasking, right? Multitasking in itself is impossible. And let's say you were to do two things at once. What really happens is you switch from going one thing to another, to one thing to another, and it really slows you down, right? But if you were to focus on one path, you're going to excel. You're going to make more money. You're going to do better. So I decided to focus on one route, and it's like a $147 program. That was my bombshell buddy program. And I'm like, you know what? I'm doing no personalized coaching. I'm doing nothing, just this. So I invested, I invested around like $15,000 coaches, mentors, you know, getting my website up and it was scary, of course. And I know a lot of listening to this are scared to invest probably in you as a coach, right? Right. I said, you know what, you know, this is me, you know, putting my faith into action. 
you know, giving God the trust. All right, God, like I'm pouring all my money, this, this, you know, let's see what happens. So, you know, I literally invested all my money into this. And of course, like if that put me in a position to say, all right, I have no choice now. I have to show up. I have to get really freaking uncomfortable, promote the hell out of it on Instagram, which I would have never done if it didn't invest his money. I would not have the courage or the willingness to do that, right? So I'm sure like if women invested in you as a coach, you know, that puts them in a position to do what they wouldn't normally do. So, yeah, so I, I just went all in on this program and that is where I get the majority of my money. But it it was tough because it's like a very high volume order, uh, uh, high volume product and I didn't really have a foundation. I didn't really have a system to um, come up with a game plan if things went wrong. So I had a lot of behind the scenes tech issues, tons of emails, tons of issues that I just should have prepped for. Um, but yeah, it was that that one program. And now I, I am focusing on building a membership site. It's been in works for months now, but it's a it's a it's a lot right now. I'm building building my foundation so I'm getting some emails and stuff like that so you know what I always say Catherine messy action is better than no action at all right um I definitely started the same way myself and um that's why for me like I'm taking more of like the business coaching route because I was like okay I started off and I was using like google docs and I had people emailing me like they couldn't find folders and like programs in excel like it was just like all over the place right but I was still serving and showing up for my clients and I was still giving them what they were promised. It was just not as organized as it could have been. So like finding systems and putting systems into play is 100% like I think the best way to scale your online business. And that's what truly helps you be able to eventually set up a value ladder. Like what you're saying with having, you know, having the bombshell guide and then also having a membership site to downsell and then also having maybe like an upsell to do one-on-one coaching. You know, it's really cool when you can have, a value ladder. And that just comes from having systems to scale your business. And I'm sure for you, um, another thing I wanted to really mention and talk about was, you know, I've actually had Vince on my podcast and he's awesome yeah, yeah. Um, about investing in your mentorship. Cause that's also another thing that I think just kind of gives you the courage to scale your business um, and the tools too, because I know yeah. for me personally, I like you have probably spent as much as I would have on college tuition on my business with coaches and mentorships and the back end and just all these things that are like terrifying. Um, so Catherine, for you with, with your investment in your mentor, um, tell me a little bit about like what that brought on for you. Cause I know that you've already kind of mentioned, like it gave you the courage and stuff, but what other tools do you feel like mentorship gave to you? Um, so I guess with, with Vince, Vince in particular, he was just, the biggest issue, the most time-consuming and the most money-consuming thing was my time. That, that made no sense. <laughs> so, so let me just break this down. So one of the biggest issues was investing my time in the wrong things, you know, chasing pennies instead of dollar bills, right? So I, before I hired Vince, I used to spend days working on stupid infographics to promote my guides, right. stupid things that I could have outsourced and then use my time to do other things. So hiring Vince, he's helped me make better decisions with my time. He says, do not spend time on that. Hire someone for that. So he's very like, he's selling ideas and he's selling steps, right? Right. 
that's what I'm paying for. And it's, it's not much information. He's not sending me like all this information. He's literally just telling me, don't do that, do this. And that's saving me months, days, years worth of time that could be used to make money, if that makes sense. So right. I'm pretty much being, paying him to tell me what to do, which is helping right. me tremendously, right? Right. I, yeah, I think that's that's the one thing a lot of people with mentorship, they expect, oh, I'm going to get all the tools to know how to do this, this, I'm going to learn how to do this, this, and this. But the thing is, with mentorship, I've also noticed this myself too, Catherine, it's more of an accountability form. And it's more of, you know, making the right decisions. But the time saver that you get from mentorship, because it basically shortens the process, it's almost like cutting out the BS classes that you have to take in college and just, you know, condensing it all into to one certain course um and that's i think the biggest the biggest benefit of um mentorship too is that something you kind of found for yourself totally 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 yeah like i, oh, awesome. I see years years of information like right and time as much as we hate to say it like you know there's like cliche saying like time is money um you know but the thing is like honestly if you have more time you're going to be able to serve more people and essentially that also it's going to also bring more income. So it's kind of like a, yeah, exactly. Yes. And that was another thing too, like, um, for anyone out there who does have their own online coaching business, like don't be afraid to outsource things because you're going to be able to focus on your zone of genius. Um, which is kind of something you mentioned before, like you're able to give your all to one thing, which I think is super awesome. Um, so Catherine, I wanted to talk about this because it's both something I know that we, we are involved in, we probably struggle with, but with being a, and I could say young, cause we're both super young too, but being a young female entrepreneur, what are some of the adversities that you've faced? And I guess too, with social media, because that obviously plays a huge role in our, our jobs themselves. So what are some adversities that you've kind of noticed with being a young female entrepreneur? All right. Well, I, I think the biggest thing is people not understanding your vision, right? So this actually brings me back. It's one of my favorite stories. Um, I don't know if you heard, it's a story called David and Goliath. Pretty much there's this tiny little dude, it's in the Bible, this tiny little dude, all right? And there's this huge giant. He was like a nine foot tall dude. And everyone in town, you know, no one could defeat Goliath. And you got this tiny little dude named David. And David, you know, stepped up and said, you know, I'm gonna fight him, I'm gonna fight him. And his brothers all laughed at him. His brothers are like, are, are you serious? This guy took down everyone. You think he's going to take down you? And so little David is like, hell yeah, I am. You know, he said, you know, God planted this vision in him. And he said, I'm going to do it. And the thing is, is, everyone laughed at him. No one saw the potential he had. No one saw the vision he had. So he said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to fight him. He refused to put on armor. So all he brought was a little slingshot and five little pebbles. And meanwhile, you see Goliath show up. He's got this huge thing of armor. He's got this massive sword. And you can imagine a huge giant versus this tiny little David. Okay? So David showed up with confidence. He took a slingshot, and the rock fell in between Goliath's eyes. Knocked him out cold. He was dead. So the takeaway here is that no one saw the vision that, that David had. People laughed at him. People mocked him. They told him what to do. They told him, you should put on all this armor. You should do this. You should do that. But, but David said, no, I have this vision. I know what I'm doing. And he, stu- he stuck to his vision. He stuck to his purpose. And he went about it. 
you know, and the same thing applies with our businesses, you know, like you have this vision in you. I have this vision in me. No one else can see that vision. So the thing is, is that you just, you got to stay fixed on your goals, stay fixed on your path. People used to laugh at me. My family used to laugh at me. Instagram's a joke. Stop taking selfies. Stop doing, this is, this is nothing. Stop playing on your phone. But we both had that mentality, like, no, we have to stay focused on our goals. This is going to take us somewhere, although we don't know how, although we don't know when. If we keep going, pressing on, we're going to reach our destination. And that's the same thing with David in the story. And that really stuck with me. So, you know, takeaway is, is, you know, whatever vision you have planted in you, if you have this calling that you should do something, just do it, despite what people say. Because... You can do anything you want, especially being young. You know, who says you can't? If you say you can, you can. And if you're not capable right now, if you don't have the, the, the knowledge yet, and if you don't have the confidence yet, that's a skill. That's information you can learn. That's something you can build up over time, right? You just have to want it. You have to envision it, and you have to chase after that. So, Yes, girl. Oh my gosh, that was incredible. That was such a good story. I love that. I love that. And I think it's hard too, because like you said, like people thinking like, oh, you're playing on your phone. And then I don't know if this is like a case for you, but um, I mean, I'm not a bitter biscuit about it, but it's just one of those things where like there used to be people who, you know, stopped talking to me in high school. And then all of a sudden it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like, oh, how are you? Like, haven't talked to you in so long, but like, yeah, now we're friends. You right, and then you also get the people who are like, oh, you're just taking belfies, like, and you put a nice caption, and then you know, this was like a caption I made the other day. We have a lot of like influencers shaming influencers, and it's like you just maybe don't align with that vision, and that's okay. But you just have to keep your head on straight and know your purpose, know your vision, and know what you're what and who you're trying to serve, and yeah. keep going with it. Because I think. Like I said, like bringing up kind of like the female side of things, like not that I'm sexist, not that I'm like anything to do with it, but it's like, I get it a lot where it's like, oh, the belfy or like that you have a body. So you're doing this and it's like, okay, but this is my business. And like, I'm posturing myself professionally and I'm writing to my people. And like, that's, what's important, you know? Um, And for you. Oh, thanks. And you are too. I mean, and this is the one thing I also, the last thing I kind of want to talk about too, was your, your mini but mighty tribe. Like for you being, you know, being able to build that up, um, is freaking awesome. First of all, like that's so, so amazing. And, you know, being able to bring together a community of women and be able to serve them as well. Um, so talk to me a little bit about your tribe. Tell me about how, how you keep them together and kind of what, what that looks like. Yeah. So, so, um, it pretty much started when I first launched my guide, but I didn't really have a team name. So I just decided to give them a team name and give them an identity. You know what I mean? I wanted them when they pay for this, I, they, they joined my community and they're officially in that community. So they have that title and they have that, that accountability. So pretty much they just have a Facebook group where we're just there. And the sole purpose is to help each other, empower each other, you know, serve one another. And that's the whole thing is, you know, I want them to feel like they're a part of a community of women who just are there for them. Because, you know, when, when I was on my fitness journey, I didn't have a single friend until like my sixth year lifting who, who would lift me, with me at the gym. It was, I was solo the entire time. I had a couple dude friends, but like I wouldn't really lift with them, right? So I didn't have anyone. I didn't have anyone to support me at the gym. It was just me. 
So I wanted that for the women who are new to the gym, the my new clients. I'm like, I want them to have someone to, you know, if they don't have a gym buddy, here are some women who can hype you up. And so, you know, the the community's still popping. They still you know, support each other. It's really freaking cool. That's so awesome. Yeah, I think that's what's so important. It's like even us connecting. Like technically, we're a part of a community, you know. And just having a tribe, having people in your corner, makes such a big difference. Um, yeah. Especially when like visions don't align with like your friends, because I'm sure you have like plenty of college girls or younger girls who just like don't necessarily have other people around them. Like you said, like lifting with the dudes at the gym, you know, like just having people, it's like, you might never meet these people, but they'll be like your soul sisters, you know? Yes. And And the thing is, is I'm sure you've heard this, but you know, you become the top five people you surround yourself with. Right. So if if you're around toxic people, like on a day-to-day basis, if you are willing to invest your time in, you know, even you, even talking to you over the phone or something, right, right. You know, you know, energy, energy is transferred, right? If I'm positive and super happy, and if you are, that's going to transfer and that's going to help us with our businesses. That's it's it's going to play a huge role. And another thing is, is like, you could have like one idea, one message, one one thought process, something that can change my life. So the thing is, is the power conversation, the power connections, you know, like all, that's all it takes. It's just one idea, you know, and just being around good community is so, so, so important. You know, I, when I first moved to Florida, I'm going off a tangent. I love it. Go for it. When When I first moved to Florida, I made some friends, but all of them worked nine to five jobs, all of them in my area. And I was pretty depressed for the first few months because I was like, well, shoot, I have no entrepreneur friends. So I, I realized, I'm like, I took a step back and I'm like, all right, well, what am I doing on a day-to-day basis? I'm working from my apartment. I am an idiot because I'm not positioning myself to receive friends, right? So I'm like, all right, well, from now on, I'm going to start working in a coffee shop. So I decided to position myself to meet new people. And then from there, I overheard, I was sitting at a community desk. So obviously it was uncomfortable getting out of my comfort zone, but I'm like, there's no way I'm going to make friends if I just sit here, you know? So I sat at a community desk and I was on my laptop and across from me, I heard two girls talk about Grant Cardone. I'm sure you've heard of him. Yeah. 10X rule. Yep. And talking about him and I was on my laptop and I like moved my laptop. I'm like, Hey. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny! I know, I was such a loser. I was like, oh, I love Greg Cardone. And oh, we just so funny. It's crazy how you can connect with people. Like I'm low key eavesdropping, just letting you know. <laughs> yeah, I literally told them that, but it was so cool because they're doing exactly what we're doing, right? right? We're online entrepreneurs, and we all read the same books. They have the same mentality, same mindset, and it's crazy. Law of attraction. You know, some people I don't know how many people who are listening to this believe in it. It's it's legit. I doubted it, I agree. but it's literally like you attract who you are, right? And so it was so cool. So I met them. And then one week later, I positioned myself again to be new people. I really wasn't feeling like it, but I'm like, you know what, cat, suck it up. I mentally slapped myself in the face. I'm like, all right, I'll go to the coffee shop. And some girl approached me and she goes, hey, are you, you're mini but mighty, Catherine. I was like, yeah. Oh my gosh. And she goes, hey, like this sounds weird, but you know, I actually grew up the town next to you in Massachusetts. Like we have friends of friends. I've, I've messaged you and I'm like, oh my gosh. So now her and I are super close and now I have all her friends right. as 
friends and we're all doing the same thing. Right. So right. You can't play, can't play victim of your circumstance. You have to put yourself out there. Yeah. Yes, victim, victim mentality is needs to die. So oh gosh. Yeah. That's, that's amazing, Catherine. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I want my people to know where they can find you. I know you have your own podcast, Instagram, wherever else, yeah, yeah. Forms of social media, let us know where can they find you? So I, I did just launch a podcast. It is a self-help podcast. Um, my pure focus is to just empower women, tell really cool stories, um, and just provide life-changing motivation. So um, it's called The Mini to Mighty Show. Um, that's my podcast. And then on Instagram, it is at mini but mighty underscore. You can find me there. Um, I post workout videos um, and lots of tips, inspiration, and stuff like that. So thank you so much. That was yeah. so much fun. Cool, cool. I will have everything linked down below for you guys. So if you want to go check out Catherine, just go to the link in the description. Thank you guys so much for listening in on this podcast. And I will be with you guys next time.